Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, this weekend, welterweight champions and rivals, the truth, Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Bud Crawford, they're going to put their world championship belts on the line to determine who's going to be the undisputed champ. Listen, it's a showdown you don't want to miss. Everyone always asks me who's going to win this fight. Well, who do you think's going to win? I tell you what, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and check out today's video sponsor, DraftKings. They're offering new customers who bet $5 150 in bonus bets instantly. Get in on the action this weekend by downloading the DraftKings app. And don't forget, use my promo code TLS. It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. I'm Brian Custer. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. You know, joining me today is the best when it comes to the sport of boxing trainers. He is the 2022 Boxing Riders Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year. He's none other than Derek James. DJ, hey, back on the last stand. How are you? Happy to be here, man. Very fortunate. Happy to be here. It, it, man, finally. On the cusp of making history here. Right, right. You got to air again, again. Again. Again, yeah, again. Yeah. But this is something that he's talked about a lot, wanting to be the undisputed. You, you tell me why. Everyone looks at Bud Crawford, pound for pound, best fighter in the world, knockout percentage. He's stopped everybody he's facing. Why Errol Spence winning this fight? Well, Errol Spence is winning this fight, first of all, because if you can say he knocked out all these guys in the welterweight division, but none of those guys will probably be allowed to fight Errol Spence. None of those guys would be allowed to fight Errol Spence. Mm. So think about that. That's the truth. I mean, not any of them. He besides could, Kel, besides Sean no, well, Porter. Well, that's, that's, that's old news. Yeah. I mean, so Kel Brooks, Sean Porter, okay, I'm talking about any of the other guys. Got it. Wouldn't be allowed to fight Errol. Nobody would watch him. Mm. Um, so you think resume alone and everything that he's been through, what Errol's, I'm talking about walking through the fire, so to speak, to get to this point. That means something in a fight well, of this magnitude. I'm not going to talk about the resume. I'm just going to say this, is that Errol fought champions. He fought everybody he fought to, to make this happen. It's, he's the reason why it's happening because regardless of what he said, Derek, you can't hide. What are we hiding from? Errol said, I'm going to beat everybody on the side, and then I'm going to come get you. So what Errol did was beat champions. He just fought nondescript opposition to hold on to his belt. Mm. That that press conference, man, got spicy, and and you heard Brian Bomack kind of take a uh, jab at you. 
Uh, what do you say about me? Well, just you know, hey, look, I I can't wait to go up against this, you know, this Derek Derek uh, James, the so-called you know best trainer. Uh, right. You guys can't hide anymore. It, it, it almost it, it, you get envy a, and jealousy. I was gonna say you get a sense that he feels je- that he's being un, um, disrespected, or right. maybe people have not respected him right. enough for what he's done with Bud Crawford. I think that put it like this. He feels a certain way about me, right? But I'm a real guy. He should have been nominated possibly more when he had uh, Jamil Herring and um, Crawford, but they didn't. I don't know why the boxing writers didn't. So I think he was nominated once before, but I said, listen, he should have been. So regardless of whatever, I can not like you, but be honest. Mm-hmm. I could... Not like how you come at me, but be honest. I could fight you, but be honest. And so he should have been, and I think that maybe he feels as if they probably disrespected him or mm-hmm. whatever, or just really overlooked him. But I think that, like I said earlier, to he they have a small small town attitude. Right? They feel like they got to prove everything to everybody else. In reality, you have a champ for 10 years. Nobody in New York. Nobody in Florida, Chicago, L.A., Detroit, wherever you want to talk about has had a champ that long. So you don't have anything to prove to anybody. But it's the level of insecurity within you that feels like you have to. Because, listen, I'm at only one in the world with that two unified champs, untreated. L, uh, Jamel's been the champ for seven years. L's been the champ for six years. I, don't, I mean, I go to New York. I don't care about that. I mean, what am I going to do? They're not doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So I don't have to prove anything. I know who I am. I think that they feel as if they've been overlooked. And in certain circumstances, they have been. I believe so. But I think at the same time, I think that you don't have anything to prove to anybody because you're here now. Yeah. And you've, been, you've had a chance for 10 years. And, you you know, y'all been able to do it, you know, did with Jamel Herring for like a year or two. I mean, that's good. That's beautiful. But, I mean, I don't know. You, you listen, you, you're such an expert in this sport. You've looked at a lot of video when it comes to Bud Crawford. You know everything that Errol can do. Based on that, in your opinion, this fight comes down to what? I think the fight comes down to Errol being smart, Errol being consistent. I mean, and for him to be victorious, he has to be consistent. I mean, I think he can wake up in the middle of the night, be himself, right? But I think Crawford has to be the one who's has to be more than he has shown. I just believe that. Mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think he's a great fighter, but I think that Arrow has to be consistent and Crawford has to be just as consistent. Mm. Um, it, what is it that separates Errol Spence Jr. from Bud Crawford, in your opinion? I think that Arrow's fortitude. I'm thinking Errol, his, his resilience, his, um, his, his uh, he feels like he got to get back, right? He's not going to be... Um, he always has something to prove. Listen, just like what I was thinking about this. Everybody in this space has been doubted. We're the underdog. I mean, I don't, I mean I was, listen, I don't care about that. Because the people the people who are placing us as the underdog don't live the life we live. Mm-hmm. They probably wish we did. The bed nods. Those people, not, those people in the behind or whatever, make, they're not living like us. Crawford. They, what, what y'all, they don't have nothing to prove to nobody. We don't have anything to prove to anybody. Come out here, fight the fight we know we're going to fight, 
and be successful. That's it. Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think? I mean, you have the unified champion. He's got three of the belts. Why do you think he's he's the underdog? Is it because people look at the car accident and they say, "Oh, I don't know if he's all the way back." Things of that nature that that they have him as the underdog. With the con- with the, I mean, no, I just think that I think that um, people think that Crawford can do more. I mean, I think that see people like the Flash. Like he, Errol, if you think about the Errol is like, like he says, is like a Tim Duncan. Very boring, but he gets the job done. Nobody likes to stick him. Hmm. Nobody can hold him. Right. So it's, it's, so the thing about it is they like the flash. Man. Everybody likes the flash. Everybody likes the things that glitter. Right? But but the guy who's consistently, but he said, Larry Bird has a three-pointer. That's all he needs. Errol Spencer's basic. That's all he needs. What does this say about Errol Spence Jr.? He beats Bud Crawford and becomes the first undisputed welterweight champion of this four-belt era. What does this say about him as a fighter? Well, I don't live my life with an if, but we're going to get you right. Mm-hmm. So when he beats him, it'll just prove that he's, he set out to do what he said he was going to do. What he said he was going to do, he said he was going to be the undisputed welterweight champion of the world. He's got three of the belts, and you can't be so close not get what you came to get. So he's going to take it, snatch it. Whatever it takes, he's going to get it. What, what make, Derek, what makes you so successful? I, I heard you uh, in the All Access say, you know, I'm not, I'm not just a trainer. I'm also a teacher. Um, yeah. What makes you so successful? Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Custer. Our next partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. You think I got like this overnight? No, it's because of AG1. And I wanted to try because I wanted better gut health, increased energy, immune system support. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it really makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, like covering all my nutritional bases. And it's great before your workouts. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support sustained energy, and really so much more. You know, really quickly, I noticed that it helps me with improved digestion, and I feel great, and it helps support my sleep. I like that AG1 is delivered monthly, so I don't even have to think about it. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five travel packs to go with your first purchase. All you've got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash last stand. That's athleticgreens.com slash last stand. And check it out. Well, I think that because I, I, first of all, I removed myself from the equation, meaning that I never referenced what I used to do to my fighters, what, what I used to do as a fighter to them. So, because in that place, it's like we're in competition. And you're like, what? You can, uh, you can say, and I can't say, no, I would never say that. So, for me, it's like more about just doing my best to be healthy, being my, doing my best to be fit, to be able to push these guys to another level. And I have to push myself to another level. But I think at the same time, you have to be able to, to be in the moment and go in there and not be a trainer, but a teacher. Meaning that I, I don't, like, trainers yell at people. Right, coaches. Well, coaches yell. Trainers get you in shape. 
and teachers do both of those and teach. Mm. So that's the difference. See what I'm saying? So you have to be able to go in there and be conscious and focus on what am I going to attain today with him? What am I going to do with him today? What am I going to make him think of, think about? And that's the key element, not working him out. If you work him out, just get him in shape. I remember the last time we had this conversation, it, there was there was rumors that Anthony Joshua was interested right. in joining the camp. Right. Now he's part of the camp. Right. You've already had a fight. Right. What's it been like? You know, he's a hard worker, man. He's a guy who won't even go, like, he won't even go to the fight because he, he's working out, doing therapy. Like, he works out hard, does therapy. I mean, he's really, like, to see what he does on a consistent basis to go out and fight, and people say he doesn't want to fight, then, man, you're crazy. Like, if you knew what he did, like, he stays in the house doing therapy, cryo, I mean, everything all day. So his whole thing is just boxing. Hmm. And that's amazing to see, like, I mean, he had, he's in Dallas. He hadn't seen his son. He hadn't seen his parents. Nothing. nothing. He's just, like, all 100% in. I remember when we had that conversation and you were talking about him, and, and I said, from an outside yeah. at that time, you know, what, what, what happened to Anthony Joshua? You said maybe, listen, you just maybe from what you had saw at that time, you said confidence. Maybe I need to, maybe he's a guy who probably needs to get his confidence back. Now that you've been with him, you've had one fight with him, you got another one coming up with Dillian White. Two weeks, yeah. Has he gotten that confidence back? Do you think we'll see Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight champion, Anthony Joshua, like we used to in the past? I think we will. I think that it's a process, but I think that at the same time, he is gradually getting better. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to see it in the fight with the punches that he throws, the, um, how is the understanding of what I need him to do. And so in the first fight, he fought the fight, the exact fight I wanted him to fight. And so th he's that guy. Like, all these guys, Jamel, um, Errol, Frank, they all do their best to fight the fight that we set out. And that's really what it's about because you think about it, winning is one thing, but I wanted, I wanted to be one the way that we prepared to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what it is. And with Joshua, he's doing that. He's passing with flying colors. When did you get the phone call from Ryan Garcia? Because Ryan Garcia is now, how did that come about? So what happened was Ryan, one night I get a text, and one day I get a text, and, I'm, and I, was, I don't know what happened. I went home, and I looked at my iPad, and I'm like, what? And I just kind of saw something, and I just kind of didn't look at it. And then my wife was getting her eyebrows arched. I mean, <laughs> and I drove her to the place for some reason. So she's like, I said, I think Ryan Garcia text me. She's like, what? She said, you should hit him back. I was like, I get around to him. I got some stuff to do. And so later that afternoon, you know, we text back and forth and um, made it happen. Mm. Talk to me about Ryan Garcia. What, what was the main thing that he wanted and the reason why he chose you? And when you looked at him, because obviously you've seen the tank fight and you've seen him fight before, what was the thing Derek James says, this is what I need out of you? Uh, going forward to be a part of my stable? Well, I hadn't only seen him fight but like maybe once or twice. Just like with Joshua, I only seen him fight once or twice. But I just, I mean, we really, it's all about a relationship and building relationships, right? Because I think that the more, the better relationship you have with these guys, the more they understand you as an individual and they know that you're really with them. And so with Ryan, I just think it's more about the relationship. I mean, um, we go to dinner together kind of hang out. He's always hugging. I mean, like, it's like, you know, and I think that you have to be what they need you to be, right, to get the best out of them or the most out of them. So I think that he 
learns, he's understanding, he's very intelligent, he's very truth-telling. And so that's the thing about him, Joshua, Errol, Jamal. I mean, they're, they're all, Frank, I mean, that's what they do. They're, they really kind of want to be who you want them to be. Were, were you, um, what did he say about the night he loses his tank and no one showed up there? Uh, at the post, uh, press conference, we, we never talked about. Never it. talked about. Because I, I, I always say, man, that's in the past. Because mm. you know, I don't really want to. I'm not the guy to talk about your people. Yeah. You know I mean, the world, the world saw it, so there's nothing yeah. I can say about it. I mean, I just say, man, that's in the past. I'm not talking about that. One. And he never, he never. I just let him know there's not a space you can talk to me about it because I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to be. I mean, that's in the past. You don't talk about that. How difficult is it to when you have. Errol Spence Jr., right. Anthony Joshua, right. Ryan Garcia, Jamel Charlo, mm -hmm. and now for, that's five, you know, really, I mean, you got elite guys, right. Right. different person. How right. is it hard to manage them, their personalities? Because <laughs> they're also very different. I mean, you right. got to be therapist. You got to be a lot right. of stuff. Right, right, right. You have to be a lot of It's very exhausting. But what happens is that I I have my time in my office. I go in my office. I sit down. I make watch a video of a fight, watch whatever to kind of escape, and then go back out. So it's like I have to be able to reset, go back out, reset, and go back out. So it's like um, it's cool. It's 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 an amazing idea, right? But it's a job. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, it's, it sounds cool, but it's 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 a job. It's a real job. I I certainly would be remiss if I didn't. You got Jamel Charlo taking on Canelo. Right. Two undisputed right. fighters. Right. He's got that opportunity to make history right. and become undisputed in another weight division. Right. Right. And two, by the way. Right. Talk to me about this challenge. Because people are like, they thought it was Maul that was going to be. Right. All right. of a sudden, they're like, Mel going up two weight divisions? Right. 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 How do you see this fight? I think that, I think, you know, Kenan Alvarez is an amazing fighter. I think that he's um, at the top of his game. I think that, you know, he's been very consistent, you know, and so just just as Jamel. And I think that you'll see, really, Canelo is going to bring out the best in Jamel. Because if not, you know, you got to bring out the best in the fighter. And I think that I would hope that but maybe, you know, he might not. Because, I mean, Canelo may think that I've been fighting these bigger guys. Mm -hmm. What is he going to do to me? Right. Right. So I think that. You know, you kind of, you know, you just never know what his own personal perspective is. But for for Jamel, the best the best fighter in himself has to come out. Yeah, and people will probably say, Jamel, is he big enough for Canelo? Big enough? I mean, it's like, it's only weight. Mm. What I mean by that is like to say that it's only weight because it's like Canelo was the 154-pounder also. And and this is the thing about it. He's gotten bigger, not taller. Mm. He's still 5'7", five, 5'8", five, whatever, mm. I mean, whatever he is. He's still that. He's just... Heavier, and so Jamel has this longer reach. Jamel, you know, has the athleticism. I think he just has to be able. We have to put it all together in perspective and in the game plan to where we just, you know, maximize what our strengths are. Are you going to add anybody else to the to this? Uh, no, uh, no, no. I'm retired. <laughs> That's no, it. No, no, you're, no. you're locking it off at these five, huh? This five. That's it. I'm, I'm done. Like I'm mean, like when I'm saying I'm done, done. I'm yeah. My nonprofit. Yeah. Derrick James Family Foundation. That's all I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. People don't realize, you've said this in the past, that you're not going to be in this fight game for, like, a long time. I'm talking about being a yeah. trainer. Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, like, yeah. And, and you're talking about recent. Like, it may be, like, five years or something, and you may yeah, say, that's yeah. it. And whenever Ryan or Frank's, like, they're done, I'm out. Wow. I'm, 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 because it's, like, it's so hard. You got to think about this. 
He's taking power punches from L to Mel, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Frank can punch. Um, Ryan can punch. So it's like you take all that, and it's like managing those situations, which all the situations are good. It's never the fighter. Yeah. Right? But it's like, but it's like, yeah, man, you just kind of like, you know, I wanna, I wanna be more in my community, and do more for the kids, opposed to like, I, I'm, I'm, I've done it for the fighters. I now it's more about hands on for the kids in my community, the kids I grew up in, all over in Dallas, you know, Oak Cliff, my area, all over the city. It's like you gotta, you know, you have obligation. This, this is part of, this is all part of the, the plan to be able to do this on this stage. But then take that and implement it into, you know, the inner city. Ryan Garcia, Roly Romero said, "I want to fight Ryan Garcia." Right. Ryan Garcia said, "That's a fight I want." You see that as this next fight? I am not a psychic, but mm -hmm. if I would, I would say I would want that fight also. I, mean, I think that you got two guys that really want each other, and that could be possible. And I think that would be dope. You know I mean that for them to go, you got three world champions. You know, hey, that's that's a good thing. Do you see Frank Martin? I mean, he's at 135. At Tank Davis right. is ruling that really that division. Right. Don't get me wrong. Devin Haney's the undisputed champ, but right. many believes he's going to move up. Um, you think Frank Martin, a world champ, future world champion? I think that, yeah, he is. Yeah, I he's, think got, he's got yeah. what it takes? I mean, no doubt. I think that's, it's all a process. It's like fight by fight by fight by fight. I think that you, 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 you face up with different situations. So when you face the guy who has everything, you've seen that before 20 times. I mean, like, so Crawford going to that and Arrow fighting this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. To where you fight, you fight Chris Algieri, which I was going to say something about that, but no, I won't. Mm. But you fight Chris Algieri, who's a great fighter, and you fight um, Kel Brook, mm -hmm. you fight Leonard Bundu, mm -hmm. you fight... You know, uh, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia, Danny Garcia. Mm -hmm. So you fight all these fighters, and they prepare you for the one guy that they say can do it all. So it's like, that's why that's what these fights were all about. Instead of going straight to this thing and playing it safe, no, we're going like this guy, this guy, this guy. So when you fight the guy who has it all, you've already faced that. Um, people always think about Emmanuel Stewart. Man, man, that was a great guy. Dundee, phenomenal. Right, right. Am I sitting next? To the next best greatest trainer in boxing, I think that I won't say that. I'll just say that without my personal goal was always to be the best version, to be my best, and to do my best. And being my best and doing my best got me to a particular point. I think that it could be possible. I mean, you know, I mean, like, listen, when you think about this, Emmanuel Stewart was somewhere off in the space for me in Dallas, right? Because I had right down the street, we had we had Gorman Jim, Dave Gorman. And Paul Reyes, who had, Paul had Donald Curry, he had Rockin' Robin Blake, he had Stevie Cruz, he had, um, I forget the, the light heavyweight champ, Gene Hatcher. Mm -hmm. So we had four champs all at the same time. So, yeah, we talk about, you know, but in Texas and Fort Worth, I'm talking about Paul Reyes, who's still alive. I'm talking about Dave Gorman. Because that was like 40 miles from Dallas and full work. So I think Emmanuel Sewell was amazing. But, and I love what he did with all the fighters, but like we, we, had, we had the same thing like right down the street. Mm. And people kind of are remiss. They don't really think about it. They don't talk about it. Just like I said, listen, I love, I love Paul Reyes. But just like I can say good stuff about Bomac, 
and what they should have did for him or did to him or whatever, I can say, especially I'm going to say something about somebody I care about or like. Mm. All right, we'll wrap it up with this. You know, it, we call it the last stand, and on this section of the show, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You just but, give me the first but, thing that comes but, to your mind. You ready? Right. Who's the better trainer, you or Bomack? Derek James. Mm-hmm. He has four other guys with him, so it's like, that's, that's, a, that's a different situation, but come on. Is Derek James the best trainer of this generation? I don't care to be. I just care to be the best version of myself, like I said earlier. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I'm better than everybody else, but I'm not going to say nobody else better than me. That's just the reality of life. But so I'll say I want to be the best version of myself. Errol Spence becomes the undisputed welterweight champion of the world. First time in his four-belt era that it would have ever happen. Right. Floyd didn't do it. Manny didn't do it. Is he the best welterweight of this generation? Oh, yeah, because he's, yeah, no doubt. He's, yeah, he's definitely, without a doubt, he's the best welterweight of this generation. Then he'll move up and do whatever. So, yeah, definitely. Errol Spence told me this is his last fight at 147. Yeah. He's moving up. Biggest fight for him in the future going forward after this, you think? I don't know. There are a couple other fights, but I don't. I have no idea. You don't know who would be the biggest fight for him? Well, I mean, the biggest fight. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people have talked about Canelo. They've yeah. talked about I mean, a number. But what do you think? I think, well, really, Canelo would be the biggest fight for biggest anybody. Fight. But mm-hmm. I think especially for Errol, because those are, those are really like, when it comes to ticket sales in America, Errol, it sells more mm-hmm. than Canelo, mm-hmm. so they go neck and neck. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, who you think is going to be world champion first out of the Derrick James stable? Will it be Ryan Garcia or Anthony Joshua? Well, it will be Ryan Garcia because he's going to fight Roley first. Everyone always says that when he but, fight Roley, you're going to become champion. Take yeah, I, mean, but, I mean, I'm not saying, listen, but, like, but he's getting the opportunity. Right for, first, I got is you. what I'm saying. Yes. So not necessarily saying, because if it was Dillian White, then yeah. you, then, you know, right. whatever, yes, yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I always appreciate you, my brother. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. This guy, best trainer in boxing, Derek James. He Listen, he's just being modest, but he knows it's the case. Folks, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, like the best trainer in sport in boxing, Derek James. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.